Hello, all. This is Blonde Haired Girl. So, I just received an email from Hay House about they're having their summit. In the past, I feel like this summit was in like May. <laughs> but for some reason, this year, it's in January. It's the You Can Heal Your Life Summit. And for, I don't know, a period of time, they allow at no charge. They, they I mean, you can have no charge or you can pay. Um, and they allow you to listen to... Um, like seminars or, or, you know, downloads from all different Hay House speakers. And I absolutely love this event. I remember years ago, I, I had attended, I was in a really bad place in my life. I was very sick. I mean, incredibly sick. Uh, and I, the beginning of all this was that I went off a depre- antidepressant, and I don't recommend that to anyone else, that anyone else go off antidepressants, but I had gone off an antidepressant, and I was doing horribly. I, um, I was really sick. And the only way I know how to describe it is that I what ended up happening was when you're when you're on antidepressants or maybe not all of them, but the antidepressant I'm talking about is Paxil. When you go off an antidepressant, when you're on it, you're a little bit out of your body. You're not you're not exactly living in your body. That's the way I perceived it, but I liked that. I, I, Paxil was a very effective drug for me, but I did not want to be on it for the rest of my life. So I made the choice to get off of it, and I was really, you know, I have had people compare it to um, opiate withdrawal, and I think that they are spot on because... I was actually talking to somebody just just a few recently about her experience with opiate withdrawal, and mine was very similar. Um, so like within a few days of getting completely off of it, and every time I decreased my dosage, which I, I did, I ended up doing this thing where I decreased it by a quarter every 30 days for 90 days until I just didn't take it anymore. And I only took 10 milligrams a day. So I went to, you know, whatever the denominations of cutting it a third off of it, that's what I was taking. And I was able to do that because it wasn't like a pill form. It wasn't in a capsule form. But I... um. 
when I actually, every single time I would even reduce the dose, I had this reaction. I was incredibly sick. Um, I was, um, I would get, I would get these chills. I would get these chills and sometimes I would be hot and chilled at the same time. My heart would be racing and pounding. Um, I would be throwing up. It, it was horrible. I mean, horrible. I don't wish it on anyone. But anyway, so um, then when I got off, I, I was just so sick for so long. Um, and I was living in my body and I, I had horrible insomnia on top of it. I mean, I was not sleeping. I had insomnia. It was, it was, it was probably in some ways, some around the worst time of my life. I just, I was just miserable. I really was. And it just so happened that I had somehow come in contact with going to this, the Hay House seminar. Now, I had known of Wayne Dyer. Wayne Dyer had incredible, like, I just loved him. I loved him as a person. I thought, um, and I had a friend of mine, you know, like some people thought he was all ego or whatever. Maybe sometimes in his life he was. But when I came in contact, not physical contact, but when I he came into my awareness, he was, I mean, I used to see him um, in Arizona. They had these, um, every so often they would have these donation drives. Um, and he would be part of that. And they would show his, I guess, his, his lectures. And I would watch them. And I, I, I would get something from him. I liked his lectures even back then. But this was different. I think this was, this was before Hay House. So, so Wayne Dyer was one of them that I, that I listened to. Um, and he, he was probably the, the gateway person to me going to um, Hay House. Now, this would have been like, I'm guessing 2014. I think this was in 2014 that all this was going on. I don't know if it was the first year that they had the summit, but this was the year that I actually watched it. And it was where I was introduced to Anita Morjani who has also had like an impact on my on my life. I really admire her. She talked about how she had you know, and it's better for to go over and just listen to her content because she she had a near death experience. She experienced the other side and came back and healed from stage four cancer where she believes that she was dead. And I, I mean, I think she died and came back. Um, 
And some of the, the, the takeaways for me of her lecture, like one of the biggest things was that she didn't think that her husband would do well without her. And I was just so taken back by that. They are the absolute cutest couple. I mean, they're just so freaking cute. My God. Um, And they appear to really love each other and be best friends. And I have Anita on my Instagram. And she puts out content every day that is so loving and positively focused. I just... I just think that she is is firstly authentic. She's the real deal. And um, she's somebody that I think everyone should pay attention to and emulate. She's just outstanding. There were other Hay House um, speakers that I couldn't even tell you who they were, but that had another one that had a huge impact on me. <laughs> Was one that she talked about how she healed her body with kefir. She was talking about kefir. And for those of you who don't know, kefir is kind of a weird thing, but it is, it is, it is a milk that has, it's fermented. And I'm not sure if the milk itself is fermented or if they, I don't know how the process is. And at the time, I knew I could not tolerate milk, so I went to kombucha, and I started drinking kombucha, and I started really, really small. I, I was doing a number of things at the time, because back to me getting off the antidepressant and living more inside my body, I realized how, I mean, like, my health was not good. And I was really sick. And I went to a number of doctors. I went to, I think I went to a cardiologist because I couldn't figure out if it was my heart. I went to an endocrinologist because I couldn't figure out if it was my thyroid. Um, I went to um, my regular doctor, had all these different tests done, blood tests. They did find out that my... my um, that one of my hormones was really high, but my endocrinologist said there was nothing they could do about that. Um, I had too much thyroid hormone going through my body for some reason. Um, and so I, and it was at this time, sorry about my yawns, it's incredibly early, um, in the morning, <laughs> but anyway, um, I, I I started to have this basic distrust of modern medicine. At this point, um, the fact that they just couldn't figure out what was wrong with me, they just couldn't. They, um, they could not, um, and a lot of them were just, you need a psychiatrist. You you need to go back on your antidepressant. Um, they, they, I don't know. I just got this 
distressed and I said, okay, well, I'm going to have to heal my own body. I'm just going to have to figure out how to heal my own body. And so the biggest thing that I did, there was a couple things that I did. I was also listening to a lot of Abraham Hicks, which is not Hay House. Um, So it was a combination. So I'm doing this summit. And I'm not sure. I think that they put out, like, I think it went on for about a week. It could have been two weeks. I don't know. I don't know how long this one is. But it starts on January 19th, I believe. And I would recommend, like, all of my listeners to check this out. It's called the Hay House You Can Heal Yourself um, Summit. Sometimes I'm actually shocked that people don't know who Louise Hay is. I'm, I'm, I'm actually shocked. I'm like, you don't know Louise Hay? Like, I, I'm just like, you know, they're looking at me. No, I have no idea who she is. She, I would tell you what I know about this woman which is probably not as much as what other people know about this woman, obviously. But so she was a a practitioner in like the science of mind type of church. And the first thing she did was she created a, a, like a pamphlet on symptoms and the parts of the body I believe I could be absolutely wrong or maybe the spiritual origin of whatever that illness was. I'm not sure. It was something like that. And she she had 5000 copies made and she sold all of them. Um she started doing these groups with people with AIDS. Nobody else wanted to deal with these people. And Louise, you know, started to lead these groups and it started out pretty small and then it grew and grew and grew and they had to keep moving places because they could not house the amount of of people who were coming to these AIDS groups. She had a huge impact on that population of people who had AIDS in the, I don't know, I'm guessing 80s. Um, She started um, the idea of mirror work, um, suggesting that we look in the mirror and practice, you know, um, practice learning to love ourselves. There are people who do this today where they look in the mirror and they, you know, they may not know that it's Louise Hayes mirror work but it came from her and and practicing to learn to love ourselves by saying things into a mirror regarding ourselves you know like I'm whatever it is that a person is wanting to to become in their life and and she and then she like wrote um she wrote, you can heal your life. And she had a whole bunch of copies and she had it like, she, I guess, published it herself. I don't, not really sure exactly how that went down, but she ended up becoming a, a publishing house 
which is what Hay House is. It's a publishing house. Um, and I just I really um, think so much of so many of the people that that have you know written and published through her her publishing house. I was thinking about Christine Northrup. Um, it could be Christina. I could be saying her name wrong. I actually had her book, Women's Bodies, Women's Minds. I had it's like kind of like a Bible, and I think I gave it away. Um, she was a OBGYN, and she is amazing. I I absolutely love her so much. I'm I'm just having this realization that I follow her on Instagram and I have not heard from her in a while to my knowledge. I'm going to have to go and and check out what's going on with that. Um because she was she's really been speaking out during this time about this vaccine. And I I do have some concern about people who are speaking out against this vaccine in the sense of their, you know, whatever's going on in their life and if they're being actually silenced. Um, but anyway, so, so I'm, I'm probably going to be <laughs> attending this, this, um, this, this summit. Um, I've already signed up for it. I got the app. I guess they have a Hay House app. Um, one of the things I'm a little nervous about is getting trapped. I'm in too like because it's one of these apps that you pay for, and I hope that I haven't like I I'm not locked into something that I have to pay for. That's what I'm a little concerned about. But I think I have like the initial app for a period of time for free because I don't know if I want to actually um continue on after the after the summit <clears throat> but i think that this is a good a good start to what i actually wanted to talk about today i is so i had done this um this interview with Tracy Hazard of the binge factor and I, I really appreciated her um, her doing the interview. The interview was really great. I don't know that my analytics have changed whatsoever from the interview. Uh, I, I haven't noticed any more like an influx of, of followers. I um, and I you know, so then it, it begs the question, like, I, I come back to, like, why do I do what I do? Why do I do what I do? And I, and I, and I got to thinking, you know, I, because I have a perspective that I actually think is valuable. I think I have a valuable per- perspective, you know, um, maybe a different perspective, um, and I think I think it's valuable. It comes with you know, experience and education and, um, 
and I, and I just feel like it's a valuable and I, and I just keep doing what I do because I like doing it and I really like ideas. Um, and it's like, do I want to grow an audience? I, I have people periodically on, especially LinkedIn. I had this gentleman recently um, say he can basically do something um, to boost my followers on my my podcast, and, you know, for $240, which isn't that much money, really, if you think about it. It's not. Um, but one of the things that Tracy had said on that, that interview was that people don't, unless you're like absolutely famous, you don't really make money podcasting. You don't, you just don't. Um, but when you have, I was looking up Joe Rogan the other day on, cause I was trying to show my friend and he has over 11 million followers on YouTube. 11 million. Isn't that like unbelievable? I'm like, good God. I don't know. Maybe he's one of the most famous TikTok. I don't know. I don't know the guy and I don't know much about him. and I don't know where he came from. I don't really. Um, he's somebody that's actually new to my to my awareness. I think part of it is that I believe him to be very conservative and I am not conservative. I'm not. I have been listening to some people who I'm interested in him right now because I'm interested in his perspective and his um and his the people that he is is um interviewing and their perspective on the vaccine and these mandates and what's happening in the world. Um I've been very interested in that, but, and then what ends up happening, as you all know, is when you, when you start watching one, then you get all this influx of that type of, of personality or, I don't know, I don't know, even know what you call him, um, podcaster or like, I don't know, content creator. I guess he's a content creator of some sort. Um, he's kind of like a Rush Limbaugh kind of, but he's not, um, I don't think he's as out there as Rush Limbaugh was in my opinion. Um, and he's much younger. I, I'm guessing that he's younger than I am. I could be wrong on that. Um, but I think that he's very conservative. I could be wrong on that, but, and so now I'm getting all of this conservative stuff and, and it's, and it's like really like twisting things like for me it's just like oh god you know it's like I can hear some of it and then other stuff I just it's like I just can't hear it I um I just can't hear it I don't know why it's just really oh god you know <laughs> um because like they they go off on different politicians and they they do these spoofs on them. These spoofs. Can you hear me? I'm not sure you can all hear. I hope you all can hear me. I'm being a little bit quiet because I have a guest and I don't want to wake her up with my loud podcasting. Um, but anyway, so, um, so 
I asked the question again, you know, and I, because I believe, I believe in something more than I believe in anything else. And that is that, and this even goes back to Louise Hay. These all kind of, this is all a little bit intertwined. I know how, you know, I know I go off. I, I am really apparent about that. <laughs> I go off on these tangents all the time. Um, but so, so, um, so I, um, I believe that the greatest everything is the source of everything that is. Louise Hay would call it the universe. I don't call it the universe. I I actually call it God. Some people are uncomfortable with that, that term, but I'm not. But I believe that whatever created everything is the power that is the marketer, is what is going to connect me with wherever I'm supposed to be. Because there's part of me that I don't know that I, that I'm, I don't know, I think I'm a little wonky with my energy on actually being well known. I'm a little wonky on that. I'm, I'm, and you know, and then I could say, then it could be argued that I'm just only wonky because I'm not well known. And I want to be well known. I mean, I mean, some people could argue that, but I, I actually, I'm not entirely sure that it's what I want for my life. <clears throat> because I'm incredibly introverted. People don't believe that about me, but it's true. People are, are very draining for me. I like, I spend a lot of time um having to rejuvenate myself from being around people. Um, I'm, I'm much more, I'm much more drawn to ideas and, um, and, and so, and I don't mind people like in small, you know, like if it's one, one, me with one person, um, you know, I was, uh, I was asking my friend, my friend is visiting from out of town this weekend and it was, it's been so wonderful to have her. And I was asking her and, you know, just kind of getting her advice because I had put in a year ago, I guess it could have been a year ago or maybe even longer. I don't know. I had put in an RFP to present at a conference I'm not really sure why I chose that conference, um, but I did. So, and then the request for proposals has come out again, and I got the email. And actually, uh, this week I had um, I had put a whole packet together, and it would not let me hit submit. And I think the reason why is because I have to sign up for another year you have to sign up to be like part of their club. So I guess you have to sign up to be part of their club before you can even put in an RFP, which in some ways bothers me. I'm just going to put that out there. I, 
I don't know why I have to pay $30 to be part of this club that I don't, um, I don't really, you know, maybe it's not the right conference for me because even when I was, I, even when I was like seeing the actual presenters, I wasn't sure that I, that it was like my, I don't know. I just thought it was interesting, but I was asking her and I was like, I don't even know like, like what I would do presenting to actually present. Um, I don't even know what I would do. Like, um, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of shy and I just don't know. And she's like, but you've been doing this, you know, with your YouTubes and your podcasting for years. And I'm like, I know, but there's nobody in the room. There's nobody in the room. Like I'm, I'm, I'm looking at a camera or I'm, 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 you know, or, you know, it's like, nobody's there. Like, I just don't even know what I would do with a room full of people. Theoretically, if a room full of people would come. Although I think my, see, that's the part I can't, because I think my subject matter is fascinating. Because, I mean, I have podcasts about making contact with, with aliens from beings that, that I can't see, but are, are entities from other realms. I, I talk about, um, bizarre things. Like, I think my subject matter is incredibly fascinating. Um, and (laughs) so along these lines, I thought it was just, you know, that even the people around me, don't listen. Most of them do not listen to, they know that I do these podcasts, but they don't listen to them. And so sometimes I ask them, I'll ask them, well, what are you listening to? And I'll go and I'll listen to it. And, and what I notice is that a lot of people really like, I don't know, I guess kind of this mainstream, um, the main, um, God, I, I don't know what the word is on, on a subject, the main dialogue or the main verbiage or, I don't know. And I am so off. I'm so like not mainstream, like even in my, in my field, like, cause I work, I've worked, you know, in I guess this type of field like coaching or mental health, my degree is in counseling. So I have counseling psych. Okay. So I have, I have, I have to be, I took courses to become a professional counselor. Okay. So I, I studied like Freud and, you know, and Jung and all these, you know, and I, and so my background is psych, but but I am not, you know, so, so I was listening to one of them that somebody in my life had suggested, oh, I, I listen to this guy and I really like him. So I go and I'm listening. And the first thing was, 
the so it was a it was a person who was interviewing someone else and he was like going through this guy's credentialing for I don't even know how long he just went on and on and on and on about this guy's credentialing you know and explaining how much smarter this guy is about the subject matter than he is but I knew that it was going to be the typical talk on these subjects and I'm not typical like even on the subject matter that I'm that I'm talking on as in psych I, I I'm not really like huge into these labels about people I'm not huge into medicating people I'm I'm into progress I'm into change I'm into people wanting to be what they want to be, wanting their lives to be better. And so, and so I'm sitting there and I'm like, but we as a society, we really like the typical, you know, the typical kind of, um, um, jargon on these things we like we like to listen to a smart person to tell us just here it's just tell me what to believe tell me what to think give me those steps to being you know so I did write the book four steps to your ideal life I did I wrote a book <laughs> that is set on the shelf for you know over a year now And so, and so I, I, I've even done this, you know, and I, and I'm, in a lot of ways, it sort of feels like I'm, I'm putting a lot of effort to go nowhere, to like literally go nowhere. And then, and then I could ask the question of myself, do I, um, I could ask the question of myself as to as to what exactly is my goal and and that's not always defined for me because i'm not entirely sure i'm not i put out these ideas because i like them it is a different perspective it is is a perspective that i think is valuable i think that my perspective on things is valuable I really do. I'm, um, I was having a conversation with a young person about politics. And not that I'm even really trying to sway this person away from, from their, their, um, political viewpoint. I'm not, I don't care. If you want to know the truth, I don't really care. Part, but I will say that when you, when you align with a person like Donald Trump, you are aligning with a person like Donald Trump. And so, and so, I don't know that people always understand that 
that what you're saying is you're getting behind this guy and you are saying things about yourself by aligning with him that I don't know. And I don't even know if it really matters to, but, and I, I was giving this person my perspective and and I think that it was, I think that it was, um, challenging for her because she respects me so much and loves me. I mean, this person loves me a lot. And so she doesn't know what to do with the fact that I, and I, I've just been very vocal, you know, that I, I don't admire his attributes at all. I don't. And so (laughs) he's not a man that I have a big amount of respect for. And so you know, you kind of lost me at hello on this one. I, I, you know, and so I think that it has been interesting to see her reaction to the, the things that I tell her about him as to the reasons why I do not align with him. I don't. And I believe that, that he is going to put policies in place that align with who he is. And I, and I don't admire who he is. So, um, anyway, and it's not, <laughs> um, <clears throat> I'm going to end this podcast, but I want to talk about something just here at the 11th hour that I've been wanting to talk about for a couple of days. And that is this insurrection. I guess it's been the anniversary of of the storming of the Capitol building in Washington, D.C. last year. How this thing went down for me was really weird. I was, um, I was sitting down at my desk and I was watching one of my favorite TikTokers who had gone to the, had actually, he was at the event and he said he was going to be filming from it all day. And on TikTok, you can only put up one. Um, back then, you could only put up one minute at a time. And, and I and I think I was on the phone with my mom. I'm not sure, but I'm sitting there, I'm working and all of a sudden, chaos was ensuing. And this guy was um, running and he was showing so I was seeing like snippets and I just could not believe what I was seeing in real time this was like what was happening right at the time these people were forcing their way into the capitol building and it was it was a mob and it was quite frightening um, and, and then it was later known, it was not known to me at the time, although I did not understand why they were not prepared because they knew this was coming because he had been talking about it. So they knew this was coming. So this was really weird to me. If they knew this was coming, why didn't they protect themselves better? Um, but this was the day that they were supposed to be counting the ballots or like securing the election. 
of Joe Biden to the presidency. And so I had never seen anything like this in my life. And neither had my mother, who was in her 80s. I had never seen anything. I'm I'm watching this and it's like, can't even believe what I'm seeing. And I didn't even see everything that was going on. But there was somebody who was actually killed at this event. They went into politicians' offices. They stole a laptop from um, from Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi. Um, and, and this was, it turns out that this was at the, at the, um, uh, request of Donald Trump. So he was somewhere else and then he did not go to the Capitol building. He just let all these people go and to the Capitol building and engage in unlawful acts storming their way in. Um, and I actually understand now, like even even at the time, I wasn't sure what was happening because it kind of seemed like they were let in. Like, I, I don't know, or how did they not know? Or this was really strange, friends. Like, I, I couldn't figure it out. But regardless... It does not take away that he he suggested that these people do this. They didn't just do this on their own. He suggested that they do this. And the fact that, that Donald Trump gets away with this, gets away with leading an insurrection, blows my mind. And that he could even be allowed to ever run for president again. That guy just has nine lives. I just don't understand. I don't understand how he just gets away with all the stuff he does, the things he says. I just don't, I don't understand it. I really don't understand it. I don't. And and so... What I've started to notice is that on the conservative front, that they they just they they kind of act as though this is a this was a hoax or this was, I don't know or or like it, it was no big deal or, or they they have this spin on this thing, that I find astounding. I find it astounding that they think that it's, that they're like in in total uproar about the Black Lives Matter and some of these things getting into riots. They're in a total uproar about that, but not about these people who stormed the Capitol building and engaged in unlawful acts where somebody died. Some people were injured and some people died. A guy was killed. I think it was a police officer or guard of some sort. This is just my my perspective on it, but I I I don't understand 
like the logic of people like they just like on both sides like I don't understand some of the logic of liberals either I'm I it turns out that I'm a lot more moderate than I could have ever imagined but and and becoming less political I think it's just a circus but I did I did you know because something was said I think even from this young person that I had this conversation with. I think even she said something recently about, you know, kind of like making light of this. And so somebody is is making light of this somewhere. And I don't know who they're listening to that is making light of what happened at the Capitol. Because in 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 a a peaceful, loving society, things like this would not, people just wouldn't even think to do such a thing. And I want, I for one would like to live in a peaceful world, not, not one like this, like a, and so, and so I, I just don't admire, like, I, I'm not one that's like doing either side, um, I have been known to go. I I went to the women's march two years in a row, actually. In two thousand sixteen and two thousand seventeen, I went to the to the women's march in um, Phoenix. Um, because I really felt like I mean this was a whole other aspect of of the presidency of Donald Trump was that he. Um, he, and I don't even think it was him. I think it was his party. I think it was Mike Pence. They, they, um, set back women's rights. I mean, look what's happening in Texas right now. Um, but it's not even the abortion issue per se. It, it's, and i guess that 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 is one issue that i don't want to talk about right now but it's like i i was telling someone you know about this recently i can't remember exactly who it could have been this young person who is very very conservative that i went to the march and then the next monday he signed an executive order to to defund any women's reproductive health programs throughout the world that said anything about abortion. Okay, so if it had any verbiage about abortion, he was defunding those reproductive programs throughout the world because I guess we send money to programs all over the world for women's reproductive health. And I, I was just, it just felt like a, a slap in the face at women to me. It really did. It's like, this is how I'm going to respond. I mean, it was like, it's like he didn't, he didn't heed the fact that there were a whole lot of women throughout the world who do not admire him. 
which is why I was there. Do not, do not admire his form of masculinity. I love men. I love the masculine. Absolutely love him. I had a wonderful father. This isn't an anti-male. This is an anti-Trump type of male. I just, I just don't admire his energy whatsoever. Um, and so I'm going to stop talking about it. <laughs> anyway, I appreciate you listening as always. And I will be back with other ideas. And that's a wrap.